we're going to have a really interesting conversation about things that just don't get talked about enough mm-hmm. from periods to sex to endometriosis to how to have conversations with your OBGYN and your mean OBGYN. <laughs> OBGYN and the like. Welcome to the Fuck It Energy series, my loves. This is a very special guest series in the Essence Show and podcast. Let me just be really clear to start off. Fuck it energy is flow energy. When we talk about this flow and the feminine flow and being able to tune into your energetics and the balance within you of the masculine and the feminine, what that really means is releasing this grip on how things have been up until this point letting go of the pressures of the external expectations and really redefining the way that you want to be showing up and creating success for yourself. In order to do that, you need to start going against the status quo. That is just the reality and the truth of what we're living in, the the reality that we're living in. And so that is where the fuck it energy comes in. It's permission giving energy for you to take a step back from what you've always done, especially if you're like me and you have lived and achieved in the past under the good girl trope or under the people pleasing conditionings and narratives. It is time for you to take that step back, reclaim your God given power and say, fuck it. Taking on this fucking energy from a place of reclaiming your own inner sovereignness, your own inner power, your own inner resilience, and writing your new story. So when you release the invisible cage of these old narratives, of these societal conditionings, of the limiting beliefs around work and success, you free yourself from the hustle, from the burnout, from playing small, and you really step into your most authentic and aligned badass self. And what happens when you do that is you become freaking magnetic to everything you could ever want. So this is where you say fuck it to the pressure and you start to choose pleasure. And that is exactly what we're going to do in this series. So for each episode in the series, you're getting a co-host. This is someone who has harnessed the wisdom of the masculine and the feminine energetics in their own lives and has implemented it across all sorts of different areas, whether that be career, relationships, sexuality, health. These are all real women, real humans who have chosen to disrupt the old narrative in their lives and reclaim this narrative for themselves, reclaim the way that they are working towards success and creating that success in every area of their own lives. So this is about to get deep and be super freaking powerful. Are you ready? Before we dive in, I am your host, your Feminine Flow CEO, your Time Freedom Lifestyle Curator and fellow goal getter, Olivia Heine. It is time to embody your epic essence. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel, hit that follow button on the podcast, leave a rating and review, leave your comments down below, and let's go. Welcome to Essence, the show and podcast. Essence is the intrinsic nature or indispensable quality of something, especially something abstract, which determines its character. Here, we're diving deep into the essence of your energetics, unleashing your inner superpower of divine feminine energy and creating sustainable balance through the healed, healthy, and aligned action-taking masculine energy. Get ready for vulnerable conversations, flow frameworks for aligned productivity, and cyclical living inspiration for reclaiming your energetic balance. 
It's time to say goodbye to hustle scarcity culture and hello to pleasure, intuition, and flow. Pleasure is your purpose, and it's time to harness the universal law of balance, activate your energetic success code, and unleash your true epic and magnetic essence. I'm your host, Feminine Flow CEO, Time Freedom Lifestyle Curator, and fellow goal getter, Olivia Heine. It's time to embody epic essence. Let's dive in. to have this conversation today. I'm here joined by my incredible team member, NVA, Miss Tasha, and we're going to have a really interesting conversation about things that just don't get talked about enough mm-hmm. from periods to sex to endometriosis to how to have conversations with your OBGYN and your mean OBGYN, your mean OBGYN <laughs> and the like. So I'm going to hand it over to Tasha and just let her introduce herself really briefly. And then we're just going to have our storytelling conversation time as we do. So Tasha, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So yes, I am your VA. How long has it been now? Like over a year. Oh my God. Almost two years. Almost two years. February, 2021. February, 2021. Our anniversary is coming up. Um, yeah, so we went to school together, didn't we? We wrote from Germany, but English, a little bit of Irish, mm-hmm. born in Cyprus. Yeah, a whole little blend. You are you are <laughs> a third culture kid for real. Um, yeah, we've I went to elementary when I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. How many grades are we apart? Two at the time, two, two at the time. And now we're no longer now we're age doesn't three. mean anything, everyone knows that. Yeah, so that's 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 me. Yeah, and now we're in our uh, work relationship. In our work our relationship, relationship yeah. has been has really been days. Yeah, our, <laughs> I mean it's developed massively, and yeah. like I love the story and how everything came together because even when we started working together and you joined the Decluttered Intentions team, mm-hmm. like that was it felt like for me when I look back like such a series of events that were totally. fate driven and how the universe brought us together because even that period of time, um, like during COVID, us both being back in our hometown mm-hmm. and meeting up and just kind of like seeing how you were doing, like it was kind of random, like not yeah. that we'd ever really hung out one-on-one before that. No. And then it's always with our, our group of friends yeah. and parents and exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then we started talking and you were telling me about like wanting to build out your VA business and all of these things. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, like I'm at the point where I'm wanting to take on um, a VA and like, what does that look like? And we yeah. like, like really supported each other in that journey. And then it grew into this incredible friendship and yeah. also business yeah. relationship that we have right now. And like, I really feel um, like I personally manifested that. Yes, totally. And it was meant to be. It was like, meant to for be. Sure. I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. We were sat on your couch. I know. I was holding your like monster pillow. <laughs> we have like little like ugly doll pillows on our couch that are from when when I was a kid, and yeah, those are always a topic of conversation. I felt connected to that at the time, COVID. Yeah, times. and yeah, I said that, and you like it was like a light bulb moment of like, oh my god, if we both found this moment yeah. at the same time, and yeah, yeah, here we are. Yeah, really talking about podcast. I know. Okay, so let's talk about what we want to talk about today because we were having such a good conversation earlier, which like literally just for anyone listening. It was not a conversation. It was more like 
an entire monologue of each other for hours. But it was so good. And like having this conversation about podcasting and like you knowing that that's the next step in our business. Like when yeah. we're recording this right now, the podcast hasn't even been created yet officially. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's we been in the work. It's been in the works for a while. Um, and we're just kind of in the talkings of how is this going to come out and what's it going to look like. One of the things that I've been sharing with you a lot is my um, intention and desire for it to be at least a big part of it to be conversational and for us to be talking about all the ways in which we show up in these conditionings around work and success and relationships and like our own bodies and like the things that we kind of disregard and push aside. And so when you came over here to work today, um, we, we established our theme quite quickly. <laughs> we very quickly established the theme of the day. Um, topic and of the podcast. Topic of the podcast. And then I literally just looked at Tasha and I was like, do you want to record this? Like, are you down? Because that's been the the goal for me with the storytelling is, of course, I'm so excited to like have tons of different people on the podcast, but to also just have like my people on the podcast, because that for me really shows like normal life, not just people who are running online businesses or who are in the online sphere doing amazing things, which is incredible. And of course, like so worth talking about and giving space to, but also just like what happens in the day-to-day of like a normal work environment and like what are the things that we're struggling with and like I have so many of my um, girlfriends who are in those situations where they're navigating all the things that we talk about here but I think it's so valuable to bring light to those conversations that are kind of like pushed into the back corner because they just don't have a platform to talk about it on Mm -mm. Um, and so we started talking today and I was like Tasha we need to record this immediately (laughs) Um, but we were talking because I was I was sharing a story with you Um, And I was telling you that I've been having this pain in my lower right abdominal area, specifically where my right ovary is. And um, we were talking about this as well, because you've had a bit of a health journey, which Mm -hmm. you don't need to feel like you need to go into by any means. Um, But the topic of endometriosis had come up. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to like update you on what's happened with me. Because last time I just told you I had this pain. And then that was kind of like end of story. Yeah. And so, yeah, we started talking about the pain that we feel in our bodies, the way that we um, relate to it and like name it and also claim it. And how we oftentimes also gaslight ourselves around whether or not we actually feel it and where that even comes from, Um, which is unfortunate because sometimes like us as women will say like, oh, like I need to take today off or something or whatever it is of saying like oh I have this pain and then mm-hmm. as much as I'm like sympathetic towards it and completely understand it I've had it myself you kind of just like are like okay mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> yeah and people are like yeah that's a part of it move on kind of thing like totally. no one really wants not not wants to but really dives into that topic unless you yourself are like this is actually a problem this is something not normal yeah that I need to go out and talk to someone about because it shouldn't be normal that you talk to your girlfriend or boyfriend or anyone and then they just say like take a paracetamol yeah like get over it yeah 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 and to to also I think what comes back to that so much is um like standing in your own power in your pain yes right like to be like no actually like this really isn't okay right now. And this is what I need in order to give myself space to either feel it or work through it or like to hold this as opposed to like feeling dismissed because we're already so good at dismissing ourselves. And I want to just say like, it's not someone else's responsibility necessarily to be like, okay, like go lie down. Like, yeah, we might need people (laughs) like that in our lives, but we might also not. And like, 
it has to be our job. Yeah. Um, but it's so true. Like we're so good at being like, oh, it's fine. And like that's literally what I did when I had this pain the first time. I was like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Literally me, like for 30 minutes laying on the couch. I was like, I actually can't even like move to go to the bathroom right now to like get anything to support myself. I'm just gonna like be here and breathe. And I like did the emotion code on myself. So I like yeah. released whatever trapped emotions were still knowing that it will pass at some knowing point. that it will pass and the emotion code really helped. Um and then I was just like, okay. And this is something that I've learned through my work and and that has completely changed the game for me because I used to get really bad cramps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course I was on the pill for a really long time and like completely suppressed all of the things. Um, but something that I've really come to practice is like, okay, when I'm feeling pain, what does it need from me right now? Like, what is this trying to tell me? Because it's always communicating. Like our body's always communicating something to us. Um, and so I like really just sat with it. I slowed down. I like changed as much as I could in my schedule that week. I was like, okay, how can I like really give space to this? Yeah. Um, and I know not everyone has the opportunity to like completely change their schedule, but like we can do certain small things in small ways. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to just see if this passes, if it doesn't pass in like three days, then clearly there's something like very urgent. Yeah. If it comes back again next month, that's wild that you say three days. I know that. Well, yeah, I know. No, it's insane, but it's understandable because you're like, this is the time of my period, but you say like, I'm going to give it three days. I know. Like that seems normal, which is totally. And you know, I've had the experience before of having pain, um, like in my intestinal area, like, cause I've had a lot of stomach things that I've been working through. Um, and I remember, I think maybe I was like 12 years old, maybe 13. And I, yeah, maybe like that teenage years. And I said to my mom, I was like, I need you to take me to the hospital. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not okay. Like, I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah. And I remember like being, feeling that pain and her taking me to the hospital. And first of all, of course, you're waiting for, for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got in, like, I didn't have the strong pain anymore. Yeah. And they didn't find anything. And of course, you feel like so embarrassed. Silly? Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> embarrassed is a much better word than silly. Um, but yeah, you feel kind of like ridiculous. You're like, yeah. did I just make such a big deal about this for no reason? Yeah. And I think that that like stuck with me. Um, and so yeah, three days, I was like, I'll wait three days and just see. And I also thought like, if it's really bad, I want to make sure it's really bad. And yeah. like, that's crazy. But anyways, it ended up passing in like 30 minutes, still crazy painful, but it passed. Yeah. And then I just really took it easy. And then the next month came and this was okay, just as a like cycle point of point of question or point of conversation, it happened right before my period started. So like day before I had this pain and then the next day I got my period. And so the next cycle comes the next month and I get it again, mm-hmm. just as painful, same amount of time. Like I'm tracking all of it and I'm like yeah. making a note to be like, okay, when did it happen last time? Like, is this a pattern? So then I call my OBGYN and I'm like, I need an appointment. Like I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah, in Munich. Um, I'm in a lot of pain right now. And like, if it, like the sooner the better. I was also traveling the upcoming weeks. And so I was like, oh my God. If I can just get this in before, that would be great. Yeah. (laughs) And OBGYNs are like the most like difficult people to get an appointment with and you're like you have to take it if you if you yeah, can get in totally yeah yeah so good so <laughs> I ended up getting in before before I went away to travel and 
it's really interesting. And like, I know we talked about this and I want to talk about this more, but if I'm being completely honest, like I've only ever gone to the OBGYN for like checkups, pap smears, that kind of thing. Like this Mm -hmm. is the first time that I went for something that was a problem or that like was painful of some sort. Yeah. And I've been off the pill for almost four years now. You were on the combined pill. I was on the combined pill and I was on it for like seven or eight years. Okay. Yeah. From the time that I was 15. Wow. Yeah. So really young, nothing was really explained to me. And like, I mean, I think that's like a whole nother podcast episode is like coming off the pill and like everything that I experienced and like, we could make 20 episodes. episodes. (laughs) But nevertheless, this um, is a new OBGYN. Like I've only been going to her for like the last couple years since I had come off the pill and like I go to her because she's close by that's yeah. basically like it and because it was recommended like I was like okay cool like works checks out I only go for like a checkup fine yeah and to be completely honest like every time I go in she always asks me why I'm not on the pill she always like wants to like try and get me to go back on the pill um it's just like and again nothing wrong like I just want to like disclaimer if you're on the pill because you you are on the pill. Yeah. It's okay that I say that. No, um, but yeah, nothing wrong. It just does. It's not what works for me. It's yeah. not what allows me to be in tune with my cycle and my body. And I had my own issues with it while I was on it as well. Yeah. And so like, that's just my personal choice is that I don't want to be on the pill. And like, that's something that we talk about in cycle syncing too. And like all that stuff, but mm. regardless, um, she's very much the doctor who's like, this is the medical side of things. This is how it goes. And again, so much value in that one street, but yeah. And I realized as I was sitting there before I went into this appointment, how nervous I was Yeah. because I was like, Oh my God, like if she tells me there's something and she's going to tell me what the solution is and I want to explore other options because that's usually how I am. I always want to say, okay, like this is not a band-aid thing that I just want to take something for and it'll go away. Like I want to understand the root cause. I want to understand why I'm having this pain and like what's going on. Yeah. And have someone who can support me in getting to the bottom of that and not just cover it up. Cause that's like exactly what I did with the pill when I went on it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm realizing like, Jesus, why am I so nervous about having this conversation with this woman? Anyways, long story short, because like I could talk about this in so many different ways, but <laughs> go in, have the appointment. She does the ultrasound. And then she's like, I see something that could be endometriosis, but like, I cannot say for sure, might not even be it, but no questions asked. Let's just put you back on the pill. Like candy. I know. It's like, (laughs) it's not, this is like, this could change so much for you as a human, Mm -hmm. which I always will stand by people who like do it for skin purposes for like like the intensity of like a period flow or something mm-hmm. and it can change their lives for the better mm-hmm. but there needs to be that conversation around it not yeah. acting like that is the one one way street that you totally. can go down it's kind totally. of when you just feel a bit flustered in it and you're just like do you want to ask me like I can't like for me for example I can't go on the combined pill because I suffer from migraines mm-hmm. and the risk is too high I remember this wasn't in Germany, but this was in England when I also went in and she was just like, okay, like here's the pill. And I'm, I'm no question yeah. about my medical history or mm-hmm. anything like that. Thank God I knew that I should bring that up in terms of the pill. And then she was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, we shouldn't put you on that. And I'm just like, yeah. 
come on, this is not like, you know, when you go to some doctor's appointments and you really feel like you're getting rushed out the moment you mm-hmm. walk into the room, mm-hmm. which is fine because, you, you know, if you've just got tonsillitis, they're just like, here you go. And then you're like, that's fine. But this is such a different like conversation to, to have yeah. because it's just not the same for everyone. Totally. And it really yeah. comes down to like understanding your body and having be given the space to yeah. explore that. And I think like, like you said, there's no, most of the time there's not a conversation around the pill. No, no one talks about the side effects. No one talks about like, like even for you, like what's your history? What kind of pill yeah. can you be on? And like, even just surpassing like the medical side of things, because like that's usually the checklist but like what are your needs as a human being like what else is going on like what else is happening in your life like why are you feeling like this is the answer and I think for me so often it just comes down to like okay what's the pain that you're experiencing Mm. feeling validated in that and then feeling heard in the sense of like okay what will make you feel the safest like it did not feel safe for me just the the safety that we need to feel not just to like share what we're experiencing but to also feel like we're we're given the space to explore that like yeah i had no idea like outside of what we learned in biology class about our cycles and about how yeah. it affects us and our energy levels and like the importance of giving space to your period and the bleed like it was always just a nuisance it was like this is just an annoying thing that I have to go through this our the extent of our conversation was how to put in a tampon (laughs) that was it yeah yeah you get your period and this is how you do it yeah yeah and I mean there's nothing so much now that I know and like I love that we talk about this and like that's in in the courses that decluttered intentions has but like the ritual around your body and mm-hmm. around your cycles and around your period and like yeah. how it's like such a sacred thing that that we experience and that we get to experience and go through like we are freaking creators of life yeah. that's what it is yeah and it's like such a beautiful thing and it was never framed to me in that way and it was always just something that needed to be fixed and I think that that yeah. was the experience that I had going into that appointment where it was just like here's the problem by the way, I don't even know if it's the problem. Let's just solve yeah. this. Yeah. Let's just story. solve a hypothetical problem that we don't know. And that's, I remember saying this to you because like, unfortunately, endometriosis is very hard to diagnose until mm-hmm. you have like a little keyhole surgery or something to yeah. tell you that you're not going to rock up on a Monday and then be like, yeah, I need to know. And I'm going to have surgery now to find out if this is true. Like, okay, this is obviously a bigger extent is to us, you know, needing to find ways to diagnose it better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for people to be like, you know, is this period normal? And it shouldn't be that I'm like the 30 minutes can, you know, on the floor (laughs) kind of thing. Yeah. But my, my mom is so strong, but like, I know that when, like, she rarely gets sick, she rarely goes to the doctor, she rarely complains about any pain, but she's always told me or not told me specifically but I've led through example that like you know something's wrong and Mm -hmm. you need to say so like there's no strength in like not saying that you have or like there's no that it doesn't show weakness by saying this period hurts yeah this migraine hurts this whatever is Mm -hmm. painful there's no weakness in that but some people will never go through that OBGYN because they have a painful period or something's different they'll yeah they'll say like oh well, I had this last night or this, yeah. or this, which, okay, can be true. But, you know, some people really need to put their hands and say like, this is wrong. And then it shouldn't be at the end of that, someone telling you really like, you know, 
it's nothing or th yeah. these are as many reasons as to why but like then let's just put you on the pill like yeah no, no. like it needs yeah. to be a bigger investigation than that and I was so I mean first of all so much of that is so much of that masculine energy right it's like yes. let's just push through I'm fine whatever like yeah. my body's a nuisance as opposed to listening to those warning signs because like your yeah. body is always communicating with you um but two I was so proud of myself in that appointment because I was like absolutely not like and I fully said to her I was like I want to um give it some time first and in my head I'm thinking like I'm gonna find an alternative for this yeah um because I don't want to go back on the pill just because yeah like you think it, it's maybe this and as I walked out and I said this to you before too I'm like what am I why am I still going here? Because again, again, I was just like justifying it. Like, oh, I just go for like my annual checkup or whatever. And that's fine. But like, I would never come Who's here. making you do this? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I would never come here if I was pregnant or when I'm pregnant, like this is not the doctor that I'm, I'm going to come to. And that's okay. And she's got lots of clients and like, yeah. there are people who do go to her and that's perfect for them, but it's not perfect for me. What's so perfect for me. <laughs> exactly. So like, I wouldn't want to expose like, my child anyone. or a friend or something to the situation then why am I putting up with it myself like yeah. why you are we really for these things yeah. yeah yeah like the moment you walk through the door if you're wait in that waiting room like you, can, you can dread you can be anxious what information you'll be told what the result will be you know natural yeah um but once you have that anxiety of how you're gonna get treated in the process yeah. you're like who, no. who who yeah who is making me do this yeah and it's such a good question to ask because <laughs> I think so I mean I'm do I was doing it yeah. so many of us are just like oh this is just how it is or it's fine for now and it's like why are we settling for that shit yeah why are we putting up with that if it doesn't actually support us yeah. and it doesn't make us feel good yeah because it clearly it worked for you afterwards because you went to I went I went I went back to my family doctor yeah who has known me basically my whole life and he was amazing um and he has a very holistic approach and that's much more in alignment with who I am and what I desire and even the work that I do like it is holistic and so yeah I, it's not going to feel aligned for me to go to someone who is just looking at me as a problem to fix yeah um yeah and he was like I think it ties back into all the digestive things that you've had and et cetera, et cetera. so anyways I want to talk about endometriosis a little bit more and just yeah. like not so much more the pain that we experience in terms of like you know how we how we frame it for ourselves but more so about the energetics of like what's actually going on and mm. just like curious whatever you feel like sharing just a little bit about your experience and like also how we were talking about before like the energetic meaning of you know how do we heal that pain then how do mm -hmm. we like look at that because you had a bit of a awakening moment <laughs> with uncovering whether or not you had it oh my god yeah yeah so it was about so I've had like background story like I've had painful periods for years and this was before August 2020 that's when I first like was like someone's wrong so I I would easily say before then was maybe like four years of like intense pain I'm writing it off mm -hmm. um August 2020 or the times before that was just fainting like on the verge of throwing up every time like fetal position on the floor yeah just you know unbearable pain that's just you just don't want to think or you you can't find reasons to say that that's normal when you're in that kind of situation yeah so 
went to the doc uh, the gynecologist everything looked fine obviously like they can tell when you've had like a like a burst ovarian cyst or something or they it, but it's very hard to say that you've had you have endometriosis so she told me that the the route to finding out for sure would be surgery and getting it confirmed but I was like no no I'm not doing that obviously middle of COVID mm -hmm. 2020 so you can't just rock up and be like, like I'm here me in and they're like yeah two years from now um so I went on the progesterone only pill to stop the periods because she thought that well one I could not go on combined she was like we should just stop it because it will build and if you're not gonna have this like yeah that's just the best thing at the time and I was in that moment like time where I was just like I can have another one yeah. and I will take it mm -hmm. I did not think I'd be on it still but we're figuring it out and mm -hmm. that comes to the to the epiphany uh, <laughs> moment of clarity last month last month flew over to um Munich from London mm -hmm. for the first time since December last year yeah December so like 10 months yeah good amount of time which rarely rarely happens mm -hmm. but um my parents have always been going over to England so but I was like I need to go back home and see Munich and stuff like that came back here on a Saturday Sunday night went to hospital and mm -hmm. that this was the thing that we were talking about earlier where I like we had dinner and then afterwards like I was I was like oh my god this I have this pain and or discomfort and you're like okay do I like did I eat too quickly do I just have like trap gas or something did I eat the wrong thing yeah yeah exactly um or am I now all of a sudden getting my period or something yeah. like that I was just like went through all these things and I did everything to, to tackle each one if it were mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and then this is where like leading by example of my mom where I was just like okay if by 10 30 the pain has not eased or anything we need to go to hospital mm -hmm. like something is wrong and that for my mom she's like oh shit <laughs> like, we, we yeah we need to go then yeah um and I was sick in the car and everything like my body was like yeah this is this is not good mm -hmm. um I got to the hospital they they took my blood they did all the tests and then they said like what what do you have that you know we need to know I said I'm on the pill and I was like I it's suspected that I have endometriosis but it's not been confirmed and then they as soon as they heard that they were like okay whilst we wait for your results go to the gynecologist and it was a guy he was cold he mm. was yeah yeah it was it was odd um but he did the ultrasound and everything. And I had a lot of free fluid right by my um, ovaries. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly where the pain was. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you could have had a, a burst ovarian cyst. Mm. Like you, you throw up, you have pain that like goes everywhere. And that could be it. They also pump you full of like, like painkillers and stuff. And he was like, does it hurt now? And I'm like, kind of, but you've also just put me on medication so yeah like, I'm not sure the pain had like kind of localized to this side and I was like hey yeah it hurts here to the he right did, side yeah he did the ultrasound he, he was like yeah that's exactly where it was um blood tests were normal urine test was normal everything was normal but he skipped like an external not skipped but he like quickly did it like mm -hmm. external um ultrasound, ultrasound. um 
nothing was wrong but also the blood test would have said if something was wrong but Mm -hmm. he was just like oh I'm just debating whether I like uh keep you here or send you home and in that moment you're just I just want to go home yeah and I'm a hypochondriac as well so not only (laughs) was I good at like saying take me to hospital but like you know when you're like well if you can't tell me anything like and just give me paracetamol and like tell me to go home or not tell me to go home but say like monitor it yeah I trusted myself enough to the next day know no. that something was wrong all the steps that you go through when yes. something like this happens like we, we kind of forget that it happens or like we forget how it feels to be in it or we have never experienced being in it and like what I actually want to like hone in on if you don't mind me skipping forward because yeah, like long story short the pain came back and then you went yes. to the hospital the next day yeah and at the hospital it turned out that you had appendicitis yeah um which first of all they sent you away saying it was just a burst cyst and then they were like never mind like your appendix is actually about to burst yeah and I think what I want to hone in on is like you claiming your power because right before you went into surgery then you were like Mm. feeling a little bit like ungrounded it sounded like yeah and you were like I was like yeah, this is why I feel like every step that I went through leading to this moment, and that's why I wanted to say it, because it was like every moment had my own like strength and energy coming out mm-hmm. in moments where it mattered yeah. like a lot. Yeah. And that in from start to finish, from that Sunday to the next day, literally. Um, but yeah, in that moment, like of course, when they say like you need this is an emergency, like you need to go into surgery, I was freaking out but I have control over the situation, but you also don't. Yeah. So you're like balancing the choice of like, I'm going to have surgery or not. That's my choice. Of course I am. Yeah. But also being like, okay, now I have to hand it over to someone. Yeah. And I need to make sure that I feel really good about it. And you really did not let them put you under until, until you could speak to the surgeon. And I love that so much because every experience that I've had in my, my past has always been like, wanting to say something and I think that this just comes back to like your intuition was like I need to just clarify like that he knows what he's doing and it was just for your own sake yeah um when you're gonna go like deep when you're going under (laughs) and then um so one it was like you speaking up for yourself and second Mm -hmm. then in the surgery they also checked to confirm whether or not you had endometriosis which I don't you don't and it was a guy a, a male surgeon who just happened to say oh I'm just gonna double check this yeah yeah I mean you're going in for one thing and for him to en route <laughs> to be like let's just check this out a little pit stop here yeah I did not expect that mm-hmm. and he when he told me that and he understandably he wants to get you know he's got loads of patients like he's like your surgeon after you have surgery is like an enigma yeah and you know they've done their job they move on but then he was just like oh yeah you don't have it and then you know, and then he's like checking my bag and stuff. And he's like, yeah. And that that was such a passed away comment for him. But I was like, holy shit. Sorry, this what? has been something that I've been looking at for like the last three, four years of my life. Yeah. But yeah, how did yeah. that feel? Like, what was the initial reaction in that moment? Was it? He told me literally like, okay, I have no concept of time that night, but right after surgery, you were like, I was <laughs> high as out. Like, I was literally just like, Ugh. Um, but I remember he told me that and I I just think my my mind was in a million places but the next day I, I do remember calling my mom and just being like oh my god he checked this I think I was actually more surprised that he checked 
than getting the information. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. As bad as it sounds, maybe, but it, you know, it gave a reason, a potential reason for why my periods were so painful. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, what is that? Do I just have periods then? Like, yeah. do I stay on the pill? Do I do this? Do I do that? Yeah. Um, it kind of, well, I'm still on it just because I simply don't know what to do. But yeah, yeah it was definitely a moment of being like, oh, okay. Wow, new enlightening information. Like, And I think this is yeah. so great too because it speaks so much to how we create truths in our lives. Like, yes. this is the truth. And like, therefore, I'm doing all these things. And like, we were talking about sex earlier too. And like, I've made all of these things relate to the fact that I have this endometriosis diagnosis. And like, yes. 100% this could be true. But also, like, what if it's not? Yeah. And then it turns out that yeah, it's not yourself. true. <laughs> yeah, and then it turns out that it, they check it and it's not true. And yeah. it's like, wow, like, now the truth that I have created in my life yeah. is suddenly not there anymore. Yeah. Holy shit, what do I do kind of thing. Yeah. And so, that's, that's one of the weird things, though, as well, is that, like, there was comfort in there being a reason. Mm-hmm. And now what? Like, I just I just have painful periods. Yeah. That's it. And that it can be just that. Yeah. But it felt it's it's odd because like from my my getting migraines like I was like there has to be there has to be a medical reason more than yeah like genetics because it's a generational thing for me okay but just being told that it was just generational I was like no that's not enough for me <laughs> like yeah but there was something in like your period and it being for a reason seemed validating in yeah. some way to say like I have this pain because of this isn't that and interesting like Yes. It's yeah. so interesting that we need, I mean, of course, we want to understand what's happening in our body. So that's yeah. like, that's, let's just set that aside. But yeah. aside from that, feeling like I need to have this justification as to why I feel pain and not just how, why I feel it, but in order to justify my pain externally. So to be able to say like, yeah, I get a lot of painful periods or I'm, I'm in a lot of pain right now yeah. because I have this medical condition. Yeah. Like that it has to be backed by something bigger and for example, then we talked about earlier was, you know, what are the energetics behind that? Because you were saying like, hey, I don't know what I'm going to do. And like, I even said to you, like, it's everyone's own decision. For me, the decision was to get off of the pill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even said like the importance of getting support when you're going off the pill from um, especially in terms of like physical body, uh, naturopath, a homeopath, whatever it is, yeah. um, in order to emotionally help emotionally too. as well. Yeah. Like someone to process the emotions that are coming up because basically what, um, like messing essentially with the hormonal system, because we have the artificial yeah. hormones, which is controlling the system. Yeah. And so that's going to change the natural way that the system flows, which has obviously had a lot of pros mm-hmm. in, in the world as a whole, but also, it changes us on an individual level. So of yeah. course it's suppressing things so that we can move through life and be in our masculine energy. But also then as soon as we get off of it, it's like, like you said, emotions come up or acne comes up and that's been a huge part of my journey. Um, or the people your periods come back and the um, reproductive organs and the womb system is basically like telling us the um, degree of health in our bodies. So like when there's yeah. something off, it's like, okay, what's the root cause here um and that's where we talked about the energetics and like the ovaries because that's kind of like the journey I'm on right now and figuring out what that's about and the ovaries actually represent creative expression Mm -hmm. and like being able to tap into your creativity and like it's like that bud inside the blooming flower and like being able to like burst out of that yeah and 
I can see it in a lot of ways like okay that requires me to go back and look at the ways in which like I have been blocking my creative inspiration for example with external expectations of how I think I need to be showing up or what's the right way to do something or even imposter syndrome sometimes and being like you know is this really good enough and then you're like that is blocking my creative flow yeah and I think looking at all of those facets then not just like okay this is a problem you're you're a quote-unquote problem that needs to be fixed but okay what's happening in your body what is this telling us can we get to the root cause and it doesn't mean that you know pain relief isn't still potentially necessary along the way yeah um especially if you're experiencing a lot of pain but to also like even with the migraines you're like okay it's not good enough for me that it's just generational (laughs) it's like hmm like I wonder what else is maybe happening there like just so fascinating to like zoom out and be like okay what are the layers yeah yeah and especially with like migraines as well I I would look at everything going on in my life you know but the doctors would only ask like what you've eaten and you know are you sleeping and stuff like that and it's like okay there's so much that I can control well you can control but it comes from like so much more than that in life Mm -hmm. and then I just felt I was holding so much like internally there's like going on yeah and I think that like you said with your ovaries I women and I think it's so overlooked is how much we hold in like that system Mm -hmm. I came here and this happened I was like thank god okay this was one meant to be that I was supposed to be here yeah but two like there was a lot going on and I think it was all really like held and then the moment I came here and I felt comfortable and I felt safe yeah I think my body was just like totally yeah and to your point too like how much we hold like the womb and the uterus is one of the biggest um hollow organs yeah like that is where we store emotions that's where emotions go to to hang out yeah and like I mean we were even talking about this before if we want to pivot into like conversation around sex and Mm -hmm. all of that um because there is so much shame around sex and like even when we're talking about like painful sex and like painful periods and all these different ways in which you know, we're kind of like, okay, I'm not talking about this with anyone because like, I don't even know if what I'm experiencing is quote unquote right or wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay, what, like there's some sort of resistance there. Like if we're experiencing pain, there's something that we're like tightening our grip around or there's something that we're like feeling like we're pressing into a wall against. And that's creating this like dissonance, this resistance, this pain that we're feeling, this dis-ease. Mm. Um, and it's like, what, what is it that I'm creating a block around there? Or what is it that I'm holding on to? You know, if it's not, if you've really gotten down to the like physical attributes of it and yeah. you you know something's physically not wrong. Yeah. There's something. Like what is the deeper thing that's happening? Yeah. We get down to the energetics. <laughs> the energetics. And like the blueprint of it all. It's more yeah. than that. We're always talking about that. Find people's experience with it. It's yeah. just like more. There's We're more happening about the feminine energy and and for sure yeah yeah and just that we're having the conversation I think that's the biggest thing and like anyone listening to this and wanting to have that conversation like that is well both of our intentions actually so yeah so we're just getting started started. but no like joining us in this space of that like if you want somewhere to share and somewhere to talk about your experiences with and you don't feel like you have that in your own personal space um and if not or if you do having those conversations talking about it like with your partner with your friends with your family wherever it feels safe and of course like making sure that 
you're in a place that's receptive. Like we don't want to go and push anything down anyone else's throat the same mm-hmm. way we don't want something pushed down our throat. Yeah. Point being like, let's have these conversations. That is our intention here. That's our purpose. And yeah. that I think was also why we wanted to talk about everything today on this episode. Yeah. When we like got into it this morning. Yeah. Look at us thinking this was going to be 20 minutes. Yeah. Oh my God. Tell me. If people like emailed in their their situations or their stories and that'd be more com- oh sorry I'm going off on let's a do it like, let's do it yeah email in yeah. your stories we'll be here to receive them you can leave it anonymous you can share it you can let us know if you don't want us to share it and you just want somewhere to share for the purpose for yourself of yes. like getting it off your chest yeah. um but that's like that's the purpose of our community and yeah like, if you want to share it in person then join one of our community events yeah this is definitely part one of, part our, one of this many. topic the pill we can talk about for a long time we can talk about that but this i think is a great starting point to just set the tone i love for, it for it thank you so much tasha oh, anytime literally you own me <laughs> <laughs>